Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. I think we're in our 21st year here. I started when Internet Radio was just beginning, and uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful network. It's wonderful because so many of the hosts are really promoting positivity and really helping to educate the public and inspire us as well. And today is no exception with inspiration. My guest is Amy Kay, and she is an award-winning speaker, author, trainer, coach, and master communicator. I heard her speak for a group, and I was very inspired and said, I've got to have Amy on the program. Welcome, Amy. Oh, thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Great. So let me tell the audience a little more about you. So Amy K. Hutchins is an all about personal and professional growth, one conversation at a time. She's an international award-winning speaker, the Amazon number one best-selling author of the books, Get It, Five Steps to the Sex Success Salary, Sex, and Success That You Want, and The Secret Leaders Keep and is the founder of the global community, SheGetsIt.com. Amy Kay has over 20 years of experience training and consulting with clients such as Home Depot, Starbucks Canada, Expedia, Lockheed Martin, Walmart, and hundreds more, and she travels across the globe as well. All right, so welcome, Amy. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I feel like we should be doing this in reverse, Patricia. You have so much experience and so much wisdom. I feel like I should be interviewing you. Well, we can always do that. <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm really happy that you came on because, you know, I, I want to start by saying there is just so much unrest right now. I mean, I think we have more uncertainty now than we probably had in 40 years. And, you know, how when you get up and do a motivational talk and you talk to people who are really worried about whether it's COVID or whether it's the war going on in Ukraine, I mean, these shows are evergreen, but this is... 2022, and we're in the middle of a lot of uncertainty and crises. How do you inspire your audiences in spite of everything going on, Amy Kay? Realistic optimism. And I think that that goes back. I'm certainly not the one to um, invent that. We can go back to the Stockdale paradox where prisoners of war would survive not by getting um, Pollyanna-ish about their circumstances or even thinking like they would specifically have a result by a certain day, but knowing that they would get out eventually. And so it is that realistic optimism. So the, the power of positivity is real, and the power of being too positive, fake positive, um, excuse me, not the power, but the decline of that is also very real. And so I think it's, one, meeting people where they're at, keeping it real, and then giving them the tools that they need to stay optimistic, even in uncertain times Mm. as we're experiencing right now. Mm. Very good. I mean, very good comment. And it's interesting what you said. You said it doesn't mean that you come up with a date or a time. That's almost Pollyanna. But you just know in your heart and soul that you're going to get there one way or another. You do. And you also... You are resilient enough on some days. It doesn't have to be every day. Not every day is, is going to be um, rainbows and unicorns. In fact, most days are a grind. But having enough of the resiliency to say there are tools and to use those tools. And if you need support. So I made a comment the other day. I did a lot of um, speaking for the National Association of Mental Illness at the beginning of the pandemic. It was my way to give back. And I said to them that we have more anti-anxiety, we have more anti-depression drugs being used right now than ever. And that's not a judgment. That's not a judgment. That's just a fact. And so if you need, like um, somebody said to me the other day, like, do you believe in, you know, better living through pharmacology? And I said to them, if you need the pharmacology in order to give yourself the oomph to go get the tools, then the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's based on the situation. It's based on realism. It's not just based on, well, everybody goes and does this. It's very deliberate. And I think some of the strongest, some of the strongest, most capable leaders that I've seen over the years have had moments of significant um, mild depression or significant anxiety. And when they've gotten the resources and tools that they need, 
it gives them enough of an oomph to say, oh, now, now I can help myself. And so one of the things that I so believe in is reaching out. And that can be one of the hardest things for people to do. It can be one of the most vulnerable things for people to do is to just ask for help. And, and, you know, I mean, Benet Brown talks about this, doesn't she? The whole idea of being yes. vulnerable. Yeah, and I think that that's really important. Now, you have, um, you have four tenets in your philosophy that life happens yeah, one conversation at a time. So talk about those. Yeah, so I, um, I come from a place where I didn't always know how to use my voice. And the impact of that was strikingly important. Um, to my inability to use my voice to hold a boundary, heal a relationship. And so I've been preaching now for 22 years that life happens one conversation at a time, professionally, personally, individually, individually being those conversations that we have with me, myself, and I at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I've always said that the quality of your life is a direct reflection of the quality of your conversations. And what I mean mm. by that is, mm. if, you ha- if you and I have a lousy conversation today, we're going to have a lousy outcome. If we have a really profitable conversation, then we're going to have a profitable outcome. And I want to be really clear, Patricia, when I say profitable, I'm not just talking about dollars. I'm talking time, energy, relationships healed, boundaries established, breakthroughs happening, um, beautiful experiences. So I'm a big fan. So those are the first two. Life happens one conversation at a time. And then the quality of your life is a direct reflection of the quality of your conversations. Mm, yeah. But what about those hard conversations, Amy? I mean, the hard conversation may be hard and may be painful, but it, it may also lead you to something positive. Yes. And that's why tenant number three is that the life that you want is on the other side of a tough conversation. And yeah. so... I, that's probably why I get so passionate about what I share in the world is that when you learn how to navigate successfully a tough conversation, which is tenant number four, navigating successfully a tough conversation gets you what you want and creates that profitable life you desire, you get one step closer to having what you want. And I don't mean that selfishly. It's the want of fulfillment and peace and advancement in your life and expanding your capacity and having connectedness and feeling seen and heard and understood, you know, those small things in life, which are just those small things. So mm. when, we have, when we have a tough conversation on the horizon and we've got a tool that sets us up for success to lead it well and see it through to get to the other side, it's magical. It's absolutely magical. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you have some magical phrases. I do. So I... Again, when I was younger, I wish I'd had that one-liner to respond to either the person that was being really pushy or the person that was not respecting a boundary or the person who'd been mean or unkind. And it was sort of like, how, how do I respond thoughtfully? How do I respond from a place of staying centered and grounded versus not triggered? And so I've spent my whole career teaching leadership, but the foundation is communication. So that you can walk in. I mean, I, I talk about you can be the most brilliant architect. You can be the most brilliant CEO. You can be the most brilliant veterinarian. But if you don't know how to communicate to connect, you will never be as successful as you want to be. Yeah. And so what are some of those magical phrases? Do you have, do you have special ones? I do. So I, I have over 100 of these sort of back pocket brilliant one-liners. But I'll, I'll share just a couple for sake of time today that one of them just that I use all the time when I lead a meeting is how might we? And it sounds so simple, but it's also quite profound in having that realistic optimism, but also commitment and engagement and buy-in. It's, it's me communicating to you that your voice matters. So I can say, hey, you need to, or I can ask, how might we? And now I've opened up all kinds of possibility. I want to have you ideate with me. And I've also reduced the burden because I've not said, you know, how do we? Like, we have Mm -hmm. to figure this out today. How might Mm -hmm. we is, let's explore the possibilities Mm -hmm. to get to that better solution. Yeah. Very great. What's another one? Well, one that's been really good, and this is actually probably really helpful right now as we talk about anxiety and stress in the world today, is the, the very simple question, would you be willing followed by whatever it is you're asking somebody to do. So it could be, you know, would you be willing to start the report? Would you be willing to call the client back? Would you be willing to meet on Tuesday at 4 o'clock? And what this does 
is it gives people a sense of control. And so when people are feeling very out of control, when the circumstances of the world are anxiety-laden, for you to ask somebody, would you be willing, and they say yes of their own volition, you're going to get a lot more buy-in. You're going to get um, a lot more engagement. So I, I use it at home all the time with the kids. So I'll say, would you be willing to feed the dog, set the table, or unload the dishwasher? And, you know, all three chores need to be done. But the minute that they say, oh, I'll feed the dog, you're like, yes, that's great. Because now they're more willing to do it. They've set it of their own volition. So they feel in control and you're one down and you got two to go. So it's a great phrase. Yeah. And in in these words, I think people don't understand how words make such a difference. Right. I mean, it's just we don't we just think we can say things and we don't realize that words have such impact. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point. So my, my background is in cognitive science and education, how we learn. I started off as an elementary school teacher before I became a corporate trainer, before I went on this entrepreneurial path. And one of the things that I learned very quickly um, with the psychology and the cognitive science of teaching is that the brain is incredibly sensitive to semantics. So right. word choice, as you've pointed out, is imperative to keeping guardrails around a very difficult conversation. And I also think the words that you use kind of speak to the way you think, right? You might give an analogy or you might say something that you use words that I wouldn't even think of. And it kind of speaks to the way you think, Uh, even though we may not want to see it that way, particularly if it's a comment that you're saying, where did that come from? It's not even the way that your mind processes things. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think that C.S. Lewis, so I don't, I don't know if you are familiar, but he's the famous author who wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. He's mm. got a great quote, and he says, praise is inner health made audible. And it's mm. exactly what you're saying, Patricia, that the words are a reflection of what's going on inside, mm-hmm. that how we, re- how we respond or react is a reflection of our thinking, our psychology, our belief systems. So um, one of the great examples that I bring up is from my personal life. When I was in a CEO roundtable group for years, there was a gentleman that walked in one day and he had just won 40 under 40. He shared this announcement. He was so excited, so happy. And the gentleman sitting right next to me was like, that's a paid award. Like your company paid for you to get that. Mm. And I just, all I could remember thinking was that comment has so much to do with you and nothing to do with this gentleman who's just won this award. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a reminder that, yeah, the words that we use are a projection of what's going on inside of ourselves. Right. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Amy Kay about positive conversation frameworks. How do you create that positive conversation? And, you know, how do we learn from the things we've been through that have been difficult? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And Amy K. Hutchins is all about personal and professional growth, one conversation at a time. She's a speaker, an author, a coach, and a master communicator. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Join hosts Nav and Nav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint. Dare to be acquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and we are back and my guest is amy k hutchins she's a speaker author, coach, and master communicator. She's an international award-winning speaker, the number Amazon number one best-selling author of the books Get It, Five Steps to the Success, Salary, and Success You Want, and The Secret Leaders Keep. And she's the founder of the global community SheGetsIt.com. She's worked with many uh, Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies, including Home Depot, Lockheed Martin, Walmart, Starbucks, and many more. Welcome back, Amy. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, here, here. I think I, what I want to do is I want to ask you some goodies, some nuggets behind the titles of your two books. So oh, you say okay. five steps to the sex, salary, and success you want. You want to share a couple of those? <laughs> Absolutely. So one of the things that I, I got really fired up about was a few years ago I was coaching and it seemed that we were having these themes where every time I was coaching some C-suite executive, we would end up talking about like fundamental communication skills and how to have those really tough conversations. So the book is really about all the magical phrases that you need to advance your career, ask for that promotion or salary increase, even in a pandemic how to have more intimacy in a relationship, and then really what does it mean to define success for yourself and not what, you know, the Internet say you should believe. And so that book is just filled with magical phrases, and it was so fun to write. Well, can you give us a couple of steps to success and salary and sex? Yeah, so one of the things that we'll we'll start in just the idea of One of the things that I really believe is to remember that there's always more than one conversation that's happening in a moment. So, for instance, you and I are each having a conversation verbally with each other. We're going back and forth. But at a subconscious level, I'm having a conversation in my own head about how is this conversation going? What does it say about me? What does it say about you? You have that exact conversation going. Like, what does it say about you? What does it say about Amy Kay? And then if we had any other people that were participating we would have multiple conversations going on as well. So I talk in the book about making sure that we don't hook somebody's ego. So if I say something to you and I hook your ego, you're not able then to actively listen. You're not able then to be open-minded because now the conversation in your head is triggered and you're either defending yourself, you're upset, maybe your identity feels threatened. And so in the book, I give a classic example where A father needs to give feedback to his daughter's athletic coach, but he wants to be really careful not to hook the coach's ego. Like you don't want to come in and say you're a lousy coach because there's going to be a huge ripple effect. Then I talk about that with peer performance review at work. Like what does it say if you go to your boss and I say, hey, you know, um, Jane Doe or or Dougie Dougie Smith isn't like cutting it, but my boss hired them. So my boss is going to be like, oh, well, what does this say about me? Because I'm the one that hired them. So it's navigating all these nuances to still get a profitable outcome. And how do you do that? Do you do that using I messages instead of you messages? Uh, how do you do that? You do that with what uh, several different magical phrases woven together. But the idea is that you're going to start off with that using that, that phrase, how might we? So it could be like, you know, how might we ensure that Doug or Jane is an integrated, successful team player? So that could be a, a sample question. It could be, you know, how do we elevate their performance and make sure that they're committed and engaged um, and, and meeting expectations. So it's finding a lot of neutral language 
Um, it's a lot of um, language. Another magical phrase in that scenario that I use is, might we agree? So, Patricia, let's say that you and I are talking and we're having conflict. And you and I are not agreeing on some point. I might be tempted to then use the magical phrase, might we agree, and step back a couple paces to an area where we are aligned. So I say, well, might we agree that, you know, education is so important, because I know you were an elementary school teacher too, as was I. And you'd be like, oh, my gosh, yes, I totally believe in education. I was like, as part of my foundation, I'm like, excellent. So now what I'm doing is I'm creating a connection with you instead of a power play. And this is so important that if we really want to get more of what we want in a non-manipulative, like, you know, I want to like, conquer the world, but we have to start with connection instead of a power play. So I just stepped back long enough to say, oh, let's, let's connect with Patricia. Let's get realigned on what we both get excited about, and then we can move forward more productively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's, it it's buy-in. Well, it's creating, it you're right. And it's creating a win-win on the level that you can. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's a lot of times we hear that phrase, you know, can we agree to disagree? And I like to go back one step further and say, hey, can we agree that we agree on? And it, it's like, because you want, you want people to feel seen, heard, and understood so when we agree to disagree, we're leaving it with conflict. When we agree to agree on something, we start again with the, hey, I am listening. I am, I am very much focused on making sure that you feel understood, seen, and heard. Because that's what people are craving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Amy Kay. I think people think that they really listen but are we really listening for the other person's point of view from the way that they're stating it? Very rarely. Hmm. And that's, that's why we have so much confirmation bias out in the world. I'm, I'm showing up to having my beliefs validated. So there's a, oh my gosh, Patricia, you just reminded me of this great story. It's, it's, been, a, it's been around for years, but then I actually heard it as a kid because it was my dad's story. And I didn't realize that he'd gotten it from a joke that had existed probably for a hundred years. But this couple shows up um, to church one Sunday morning and they're brand new. And there's a greeter at the door and they say to the greeter, you know, what are the parishioners like here? And the greeter says, well, how did you find the parishioners at your last church? And they're like, oh my gosh, they were lovely. They were, they were brilliant. They were so kind and welcoming. He's like, oh, you're going to find our parishioners to be exactly the same. So the next week, this other couple shows up, brand new to the church, and they say to the greeter, you know, what are the parishioners like here? And he says, well, how did you find the parishioners at your last church? And they said, oh, we found them, you know, very distant, very cold, very isolated. He's like, well, you're going to find them exactly like that here. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's like this beautiful story of we look for what we believe, we listen for what we want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you and if you skew negative, if you know, I mean, if if that's the way you think, that's how you're going to see it, right? Whether if you skew positive, it doesn't mean that you're a Pollyanna, but you're looking for the for what is good in the situation. Yeah, and I think you know, years ago when I was in corporate, I remember sitting in a meeting and I was very positive about some very difficult challenges that we were facing. And this woman just gave me an expression like, you're stupid, like you're just stupid. I remember looking at her and saying, nice doesn't mean naive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like we, we have, I think, a capacity to play bigger, to play more optimistically. And that doesn't mean that you're not smart. It doesn't mean that you're not thoughtful, that you haven't mm-hmm. thought it through. But I actually, I teach in my self-leadership mastermind that being the positive influencer actually takes greater strength and resiliency than being the snarky one. Snarky is lazy thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get the results. You know, that's where you get the results is when you have that because it's all about relationships. Right? I mean, companies run on, on teams and relationships. And if you don't build that trust when there's a problem in the company, nope, they're not going to come to you. And if they don't come to you, it doesn't. you don't have a chance to prevent the problem from happening. That's right. And I, and I think that one of the things, too, that's so important is that, you know, again, it's realistic optimism. It's not about being so positive that if people are like, okay, you're not even validating, like, my real feelings. Like, I feel dismissed and invalidated. No, it's not about that. But it's about maintaining um, hope for a compelling future. 
Right. It's about saying that we can figure it out. Right. We, can, we can problem solve this. So um, just a couple of days ago, I was working with a CEO and she's like, she has a really nice problem to solve. She just got handed like a hundred million dollar project. And she just looked at me like a deer in headlights. And I was like, you got this. I was like, you really do. And she's like, yeah, but I don't have any of the infrastructure in place. I'm like, no, no, you don't. But you have the brain to figure it out. So it's like, again, it's that realistic optimism, not fake this boom cheerleading, but it's the idea of, no, just deep breath. You, you got this. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very telling. It's interesting because I, I, I want to share something that's very similar to that. When you were talking about ways of thinking, I had a friend who was in a tough relationship and she talked to two people. And one person, one friend said, look, you're getting older, you know, just just write off the things you don't like, just hang in, you have good times. And that was one friend, right? Person was still upset. Went to the other friend. The other friend said, listen, this is not your person. Get out there, get out there and start talking to people. You know, you can do this. You know, don't worry about your age or what's going on. So it was, it was the same situation, two different points of view. One is you better get keep what you have because you may not find anything else better. And the other one was, wait a minute, this isn't, isn't meeting your needs. Go out there and do it. You will. It may take you a while, but you will. Two totally different opinions for the same situation, Amy Kay. Yep. Well, I... I'm always going to be that friend that says settling for mediocrity is the kiss of death. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you only go around this planet once. You might as well do it energetically lit up. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very, very good point. Now, tell me, before we go to break, how can people find you to work with you or get your books or coach with you? Oh, two super easy ways. One is my first name, Amy K, A-M-Y-K.com. And we have tons of free resources at amyk.com. So if you're looking for a tool for a tough conversation, if you're looking for some good resources, for sure join our community. I give out free content every week. Or if you are a woman leader, you can go to shegetsit.com. And again, we have tons of free tools at shegetsit.com. And feel free to join our community. We give lots of great resources every week there as well. Yeah, that's terrific. All right. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Just want to tell you a little bit about Amy, if you missed part of this. Amy K. Hutchins is really about personal and professional growth, one conversation at a time. And she has two number one best-selling books through Amazon, uh, Get It, Five Steps to the, sec- to the Sex, Salary, and Success That You Want, and The Secrets That Leaders Keep, which we'll ask her about in the next segment. She has also consulted with some of the largest companies, such as Home Depot, Lockheed Martin, Walmart, and, and hundreds more, and Starbucks as well. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. 
Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and welcome back My guest is Amy K. Hutchins, and she's a speaker, author, coach, and master communicator with two best-selling books, Get It, Five Steps to the Sex, Salary, and Success You Want, and The Secrets That Leaders Keep. She's also founder of the global community, SheGetsIt.com, and she's worked with some of the biggest companies, such as Lockheed Martin and Walmart and Starbucks and Home Depot, and she also has been heard or seen on NBC, ABC, USA, Today, Entrepreneur, US News and World Report, and many others. So welcome back, Amy Kay. Well, thank you. All right. So let's talk about the second book that you have. It's called The Secrets (laughs) Leaders Keep. So what are some of those secrets? Yeah, they're actually, so I, I, I laugh because I, the first secret is that I wrote a book that was so bad, I ended up burning it in the backyard. And that was because I had that classic PowerPoint from my keynote about how to be a great speaker, turned it into a book. And by the time I was done writing it for Trish, I was like, nobody needs another book like this. And I burned it. And then I had one of those seminal moments of what do people actually need to hear that's not on their bookshelf? And that was how hard leadership is. And so having coached now thousands of executives over the last 20-something years, I made 14 short stories, seven men, seven women. And I kind of did an amalgamation of, you know, five or six of my coaching clients would have this thing going on. You know, 18 or 20 would have another pattern going on. And I would just combine them and make this character. So while the characters are fictional, they represent real-world onks and real-world challenges that leaders are facing. And those are their secrets. So one of them is leaving your hood. And one of the things that I discovered that was just a very common experience was that these really smart go-getters would become adults. They would be the vice president of something or a C-suite executive or the CEO of a business. And then they'd run into a childhood friend. And the childhood friend would be like, wow, like, how did, how did you get to be so successful? Like, You know, who do you think you are that you get to do this? And what I discovered very quickly was that these leaders needed to let go of their hood, that who they were as a child was not who they were as an adult. And some of them blossomed a lot later in life. But I always joke, so Patricia, I'll I'll say in a coaching call, you're not Booger Barbara anymore. You know, you're not Mm. glue sniffing Gary anymore. You're this, you know, this amazing, blossoming, evolving human being who's also brilliant. But we get... We get these stories about our potential and our truncated potential when we're little, and we're not, we're not wise enough, we're not insightful, we're not mature enough to challenge them. So, so many times as a young kid, you're told you're not smart enough, you're not creative enough, you're not good enough, you don't have enough, and what we don't realize at that time is that that's somebody else's projection. That's somebody else's story. We don't have to keep that story. Mm. Yes, and sometimes, as you said, we go back to the old, you know, to what happened to us when we were kids. And so how do you help people get over that, Amy Kay? You know, when they get triggered and all of a sudden they go back to that sort of old, hunched over uh, self-esteem. And yeah, how do you so help them break through that? Yeah, there's, there's several tools that I use depending on how deep Um, and how intensely personal those stories can be. Everything from, I do a lot of shadow work, you know, Carl Jung, and and really looking at the subconscious for our triggers. And then I also do a lot of mindset and internal narrative work. So, you know, a lot of times the stories that we carry around as absolutes have a very small grain of truth. And when we challenge the story and we look at it and we provide examples where it's not true, uh, true, then we realize, oh, I'm carrying around this old story that no longer works for me. So it's kind of the, the blend of a little bit of, well, 
and Buddhism. I use a lot of Buddhism. So I, I was raised Methodist, and um, I do a lot of practicing as a Buddhist. And I, I work a lot with my clients on the second arrow. So the first arrow can be painful. The first arrow is what life stirs up. It could be a divorce, loss of a child, somebody says something egregious to you, and that's that first arrow. In the Buddhist parable, they talk about what's the second arrow. It's your reaction to the first. Do you take it? Do you internalize it? Do you do the they should never have, I should never have, we should have, they should have, I must? Or do you look at it and immediately go, okay, am I going to internalize this or am I going to challenge it? Am I going to pull out the second arrow? And so that's a beautiful tool that I use in coaching is when I've been hurt, I'm allowed to have the clean pain of being hurt. But then when I start to ruminate on it, it's like, nope, that's dirty pain. I need to take out the second arrow. And it's quite effective. Mm -hmm. So figuratively pulling that arrow out of wherever it, wherever it hurt you. Yeah. And I think we can all relate to this. I mean, it's when somebody says something hurtful, they've said it once. But how many times do we say it in our minds? Mm-hmm. It's like we go over it. And that's, yeah. that's kind of like when I talk about that three o'clock conversation in the three o'clock in the morning, you don't, you don't wake up at three o'clock in the morning saying, Oh my gosh, I'm a rock star. I got the world by the tail. My life is amazing. No, you wake up at 3am to be like, I can't believe they said that. We're going back to 1984. You know? Exactly. So those are the times when we have to take our power back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, really, I mean, really good material. Terrific. So we have a few more minutes to break. So let's take a look at what else do you want to tell us that you have been very successful at helping clients with when they are stuck? Yes. So let's, we'll transition for a couple things. So one of them is having an anchoring statement. And I got this tool from my fabulous friend, Susan, who, when I met Susan, she, she kind of just jokingly said, like, we're like, hey, Susan, you know, hi. She's like, hey, you know. And I was like, tell me a little bit about yourself. And she's like, oh, I'm a loving, powerful, committed woman. And I was like, okay, that rolled off your tongue. And, and she's like, well, it's my anchoring statement. And I was like, okay, now I'm intrigued. Tell me more. And what she taught me was that when we have an anchoring statement, it reminds us of who we are. And then I've always asked for 20-something years in my coaching, who are you up to being? That's always been like my default question that we're answering. In every coaching call, who are you up to being? Yeah. And this was really Susan's response to that question. I'm, I'm up to being a loving, powerful, committed woman. And then for Tricia, I'll, I'll be vulnerable. I'll share mine. So I have that I am a captivatingly radiant, high-vibe um, energy making a positive impact. I let go and let the universe deliver my desires. Miracles happen because I'm love. And that's mm-hmm. longer than Susan's, but it is my anchoring statement. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, when your mind is racing, when your body is buzzing, even if you don't have it memorized, pulling out a piece of paper on your bedside drawer or your bedside table and saying, okay, a deep, deep breath. Mm-hmm. I am captivatingly radiant, high-vibe energy, making a positive impact. I let go and let the universe deliver my desires. Mm. Miracles happen because I'm love. And love that, it. that is a completely grounding and centering thing, which is why we call them anchoring statements. Yes. Wonderful. And I'm sure you help your clients with that too. I'm sure you help them creating anchoring statements as well. Yes. And, it's, and one of the things that I always tell both men and women is that when you have an anchoring statement, you don't need to borrow it from anybody else. Like you don't need to Google anchoring. Like probably your listeners right now are like, oh, I need to Google anchoring. It's like, no, no, you don't. You need to come up with your own. You need to use your own voice to, to really honor your own worth, give the worth of, of who you are um, expression. So you don't need to Google it. You can come up with your own and just say, you know, I am and fill in the blank. And one of the things that I think is also really important is to remove some of the pressure and the burden of it being perfect. You can modify it, you can refine it, you can change it anytime you want because it's just there to serve you as you need. Mm. All right, and on that note, talking about anchoring statements, we're going to take a break. And my guest is Amy K. Hutchins, who is all about personal and professional growth, one conversation at a time. And her two bestsellers certainly speak to that. They are Get It, The Five Steps to the Sex, Salary, and Success That You Want, 
and the secrets that leaders keep. She also has a global community that you can join called shegetsit.com. She's also been a uh, trainer and consultant for many large companies like Starbucks and Home Depot and Lockheed Martin and Walmart. And she's been featured on NBC and ABC and USA and Today and Entrepreneur and many others. So we'll be back with Amy Kay and we'll talk about what are some of the gifts that she has found that come from pain and how we can apply this in our own lives because we all have pain and stress. How do we turn that around? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and my guest is Amy K. Hutchins, and she's an international award-winning speaker. She's a best-selling author, and she is really into personal and professional growth, one conversation at a time, and her books are The Secrets Leaders Keep and Get It. Five Steps to the Sex and Salary and Success that You Want. She's worked with Home Depot, Starbucks, Walmart, many, many large companies. And she's also been seen or heard or read on Bloomberg, NBC, ABC, U.S. News and World Report, and many others. So for our final segment, welcome back, Amy Kay. Oh, it's good to be here. This has been a fun conversation. Yeah, it really has. So let's dive deeper and talk about the gifts that come from our pain and, you know, how can we apply them and turn them around so we can live that joyous life that you talk about? Well, I think, I think when it comes to pain, we get two choices. We can take that pain and become resentful, bitter, hardened, or we can sort of as Elizabeth Lesser writes, we can um, break open. We can be more compassionate. We can use our pain for greater understanding and service toward others. And it really is a choice because we're all wired to make that choice and we're all wired to then live a life based on the choices that we're making. And you can turn it around anytime. You, You could wake up today if you wanted to or tomorrow and say, you know what? 
I'm tired of playing the old way because resentment and bitterness doesn't work and it's ruining my time here on this planet. I want to use my pain for good. And what I have found um, to be quite true of the extraordinary men and women that I've had the privilege to work with over the years is that where sits your greatest pain also resides your greatest gift. And if you can look at that as truly, what are the gifts and the opportunities that I can use my pain to then change the world, impact others, serve others? It's, it's a beautiful way to channel your pain into something extraordinary. Hmm. Give us an example of that. Give us an example of yeah, someone who's done that. I'll give you mine. Uh, um, so as a little kid, I was on stage. So I was very comfortable being on stage in theater. And I, I was quite the little actress. But off stage... I was insecure, uncomfortable, anxiety-ridden, could not use my voice. And so it was, uh, I couldn't speak up for myself. I got bullied. I got left out. I got excluded. I got made fun of, you know, all those like typical childhood, like, oh, wow, we could make a movie on that. Yes. But it's ironic that now, after all these years, that's exactly what I've been called to do is to teach people how to use their voice, how to honor Mm -hmm. their worth, how to connect Mm -hmm. with other people, how to stop the power play. And so I find that my, my greatest pain has turned into my greatest gift. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I can say the same thing that you're saying. Because I, you know, my, whole, my work or my passion is about really positive thinking and helping people to be empowered and helping them turn their problems into solutions and really seeing things in a positive light. And I did not have that. I mean, that was not the nor- normal state. I had, you know, a certain amount of negativity and criticism, and I used that and turned it around because this is what I wanted to see, and it's been my greatest gift, which is exactly what you're saying. Same thing. Similar. Yeah, and I think think it changes the way that we play. So, for instance, we'll just go back to that example that you gave about your friend going to the two people for advice. You know, again, their advice is not about the person who's asking. It's a reflection of who they are and the choices Mm. that they've made. And mm. so I, I, find, I find this to be so powerful, and I, I honestly don't know, Patricia, who said it first, but there's this fantastic phrase of, I see you as I am. Mm. And it, it, it's, it's like whenever you go to, a, to go get advice from somebody, you have to remember that the, the advice is never going to be about you. It's going to be a reflection of them and how they would make these choices. And so having, again, my pain, I am... Um, so years ago, I had a divorce, never thought I'd be divorced. And it's, it's interesting because, again, just to, to be a model of what I'm talking about, if your friend had come to me, I would say, I know right now that you believe that loyalty and commitment is more important than anything. And trust me, I get that. I was loyal and committed too. But when somebody else changed my circumstances, what I realized is I'd been settling. So even mm-hmm. though I went through tremendous pain, notice how I'm now using it to go forward to serve, to be compassionate, to be understanding towards somebody else. So again, I'm using it for good and it's still a reflection of who I am now and less about your friend that's asking. So when you weave all this together, I find humans fascinating, just absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you're a coach as you are, that's where you kind of have to put your own biases and subjective thoughts away to try to open it up and see it more objectively. Yes. Well, you get very good at Socratic questioning. So as a coach, you're constantly asking those bigger, better, better, bolder questions that force that person to a level of critical thinking that they might not have Mm -hmm. been in before. Right, right, right. Which is why the best coaches, as you said, don't solve your problems, but they they help you to think so you can solve your own problems by the questions. Uh, Yes. And to feel confident about the fact that you have thought it through. I mean, that's, there's, there's, there's times when I've said to folks, and this is true for anybody listening, there will be times when you make a decision and six months down the road, you'll be like, oops, not the best decision. But you want to be able to look back with grace and compassion for yourself and say, and I made the best decision at that time. Not what was I thinking? I can't believe I didn't think it through. I just reacted. No, you want to be able to look back and say, but I made the best decision at the time and therefore, even if the world has shifted or I've shifted internally, I did the best that I could at the time. And that gives you such tremendous grace and confidence to go forward and make the next bigger, better, better, bolder decision. Absolutely. All right. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? What is your message? 
My message is that if you slow down long enough and take life one conversation at a time today, you open up a world of possibility tomorrow. Mm, Yeah. Very, very good. And again, how can people find you? So easily. You can uh, connect with us at amyk.com. Um, female leaders, uh, you can connect with us at shegetsit.com. And we're, again, um, one of our core values is generosity. And so if you join our community, you'll get tons of free resources and tools um, before we even start talking about um, our mastermind programs and workshops. But we just believe in giving out free stuff every single week to help you be your very best self. Yeah, which is which is wonderful. Well, it's been wonderful to have you on, Amy Kay, really, and and to share your expertise and wisdom and inspiration with everyone. And again, um, tell us again the website. Oh, Patricia, so easy. AmyKay.com or SheGetsIt.com. And really appreciate, this has been such a fun conversation. My heart is full. It's absolutely full. So thank you for the gift of that today. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, again, I really thank you for being on and for giving people such uh, inspiration. And again, Amy Kay's two books are Get It, Five Steps to the Sex, Salary, and Success You Want, and The Secrets Leaders Keep, and this is, and, and She Gets It, is the community. And the books are listed on all of those as well. All right. All right. Again, thanks. Stay on the line for a minute, Amy Kay. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, to find me, Patricia, patriciaraskin.com. And if you write to me, I'll put you on my newsletter list so you can see all these fabulous guests that I have on each week. And also, if you're thinking about doing your own podcast and you want to get your message out, I help people do that. I help you craft it just like you'd write your own book. So contact me. Again, I've interviewed about 5,000 people in all these decades and really want to help you get your positive message out so patricia at patriciaraskin.com and you can find me on facebook which is patricia raskin raskin resources so again stay healthy stay happy get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true until next time i'm patricia raskin bye for now thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the patricia raskin show Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.